everyone. I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. And I'm Lacey. And, and we're, we're sarcastic, sarcastic, so let's get sinister. body between well this dog slammed its body on the table of radiology while my hand was under it so I had this wicked bruise and swelling on my knuckle Bailey or Lacey caught that too you from yeah. Boston you got a wicked yeah. bruise sorry I like that um, Keep it I, up. Work with, I work with people from Boston um, so the rap is really honestly to remind myself not to hit my hand okay but yeah so that was not fun. Yeah, what are you thinking? Um, but I did. I wanted to tell you guys some stuff real quick. I made a list of things that I wanted to tell you. Oh, cool. Um, um, well, first off, hi everybody. Hi. Oh, is this oh, part of the? Hi. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're recording, so we might as well say hi to like our listeners. I figured she was gonna cut us out. No, I'm not gonna cut this out. I saw mm-hmm. a TikTok of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Doing like an interview that I thought you guys would think was interesting. Who? Um, Neil deGrasse Science. Tyson. Science, science guy. guy. You'd know him if you saw him. Not Bill Nye. The other science guy. Hold on. I'm in the anyway, I'm going to talk Bill about I'm sorry. He's like the same generation. <laughs> I, um, I'm sorry. I was a Bill guy. Your dad shares uh, a lot of his stuff on Facebook. Yeah. He was saying how... Um, so, they we know now that the plague came from fleas. Yes. And they were on rats. And that's how people got sick. But people who had cats kept the rats away. And therefore, mm-hmm. they weren't getting the plague and weren't getting sick. Yeah, I so, saw this one. So, that's why people started thinking that those were people who had cats were witches. And that's why we still associate cats with witches today. Did you guys both see that TikTok? I don't think I saw the TikTok, but I heard it somewhere. Did Bailey maybe... Did you tell us that when you were telling us about black cats? Yes. Ah. Tune in, everybody, for a Common Superstitions episode. I don't know what I just oh, said. Oh, is that the Common Superstitions number two? Because that hasn't come out yet. No. That was a little teaser. Yeah. A little we're teaser. I, oh, I, it yeah. come out. I dive into um, the like the creepiness of black cats and what happened specifically during the plague with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I thought I um, that was a very fun. That was a fun fact. I yeah. also wanted to say, did you guys see that Chad Doerman, the guy who shot his sons, mm. he is up for the death penalty. Oh, nice! Good. Yeah, I and I feel like if anybody deserves it, maybe mm. him, maybe him. Um, what else did I want to share? Did you guys hear about the, um, the husband and wife parasailing accident? No. No. So this, like, this husband, his wife, his son, and his nephew went on a boat. And you know that parasail that they pull along with the boat? Mm -hmm. Well, the husband was like, you go first. So the wife, the son, and the nephew... And the son and the nephew were, like, maybe, like, ten. They all went up at the same time. And then the wind started to pick up, and it started to pull the boat out to sea. 
and it was just a little boat, so it shouldn't go out to like that far out yeah. into the ocean. So the captain of the boat was like, "We need to cut the line," because they tried pulling the parasail in, but the wind was too strong, so they couldn't. So they cut the line, and they told the husband, "Don't worry." They'll fly into the bridge, and the bridge will catch the parasail, and then they'll be okay. Jesus. Well, that's exactly what happened, but oh, no. mom died, and oh. the two kids were severely injured. Wow. And so Somebody's going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, the captain is being charged with, like, manslaughter. Yeah. First, but, like, what do you do? If he didn't do that, they'd Well, I was going to say, when you started telling us that, I was like, I don't think that a boat that can be blown out to sea should be pulling parasailers. I think your boat should have to be a little bit stronger, have a stronger motor or something, that wind won't be like, oh, because your parent... I don't know. That felt... I'm mad, and I don't know who to direct that (laughs) at. (laughs) She's got undirected (laughs) anger. Yeah. Um, Did we, um, have we talked about the, like, whole Titanic submarine thing? We we haven't seen each other since then. Um, (laughs) I've really been enjoying a lot of the memes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, My favorite was, can you imagine if they didn't die and they came back and saw what everybody was saying about them? (laughs) Brandon sent me a TikTok and it was like a construction worker and he was like, working hard so my boss can afford a submarine trip. (laughs) I like the one that was like Titanic 2, Rich People 0. Mm-hmm. You know? I just saw one um, last night. It was like one of those like slideshows on like TikTok. And it was like what like it looked like it was like 250 will like get you in each state. Like you go through and it's totally normal. <clears throat> and then like all of a sudden it's like Atlantic Ocean submarine for two fi- 250,000. Oh boy. I'm having a really good time. Alone now. I the, think we should just always leave it alone. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to share was: Have you guys heard about like when people? It's a little supernaturally. When people Ooh. are in accidents, they report like spirits coming and like sitting with them until first responders arrive. No, but that does sound like something that would happen. Well, I saw like a TikTok, and this girl was talking about how she was in a really bad car accident where she was like bleeding from the head mm-hmm. and um, her boyfriend got out of the car and was like stumbling around and she was still in the car kind of in shock and some guy came up to the window and was like hey I'm a retired firefighter help is on the way you need to put something on your head to stop the bleeding and so she like put like a rag or cloth on her head and just sat there until help came and in the ambulance, she was like, who was the guy that was, like, talking to me? And they were like, we were the first ones there. What are you talking about? And she was mm. like, it was a spirit. We're, hold on a second. Let me ask my guest a question. Um, hey, Mom. Yeah. Am I making this up? Or when you rolled your Tahoe, wasn't... Didn't you tell me that there was a guy who, like, talked to you or helped you or something? And then when everybody was there, he, like, wasn't... Yeah, when I rolled my Tahoe... Can you guys hear her? Okay. Yeah, but it's not going to pick up well for the podcast. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell her. Take the microphone Tahoe. closer to her. When I rode my Tahoe, I came to land on my side and unhooked my seatbelt, dropped myself, and standing on the other side of the windshield was a man in a long black coat and a hat. And because I said to him, am I going to be on fire? And he said, put your keys back in, turn the ignition, put the window down, hand me the keys. 
So I did that, handed them to him, he went back. The hatch opened. He was able to open it. And then he kept telling me to get out, and I got out. And when I got out, nobody was there. When people were stopping after that, <clears throat> I said, where's the man that helped me get out of the car? And they said, there's nobody here. Yeah. Straight from Mama E. Hi, Mama Nuts. E. I forgot Hi, all Mama. about that until you were starting to tell us. Well, what's weird is, so I saw that TikTok like a couple days ago, and then yesterday I was drawing blood at the hospital, and some guy just randomly started telling me about how something happened to him where he was in a car accident, and a, a, somebody showed up and was like, hey, you're going to be okay. Help is on the way. Just relax. And I was like, that's really weird. Because you know how, like, if you Google something, you'll see a Facebook ad about it because mm-hmm. targeted advertising. Yeah. I was like, is this targeted advertising? <laughs> the spirits heard you. Saw that you watched the TikTok and they were like, let's really freak her out. Well, Lou said the simulation is breaking down. <laughs> because right before, I told him how I was messing around on Custom Ink to make, like, a shirt for the show. And then I was taking blood from a patient yesterday in their hospital room. And I turn around and there's a commercial for custom ink. And I was like, how did they find me? Whoever's watching your life movie has been having a lot of targeted ads lately. It's like Sims. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But it's breaking through. They're just not making it very Maybe the people with the accident are like everyone, like that person's a guardian angel. That would be cool. That would Mom's be nice. Got a guy in the trench coat. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what does that say about Mama E with her? She is a CIA agent. Oh, I was picturing because she said maybe it's hat. a cold day. I was picturing hat. like Abe Lincoln. Not Why would Abe Lincoln? Not he's bored. Not the Abe Lincoln, but like someone in his era who's walking around in a black jacket and a top hat. She's thinking yeah. a CIA agent working around with a top hat on. Would have looked real suspicious if it was actually Abe Lincoln. She would have known who that was for sure. Okay. All right. What are we doing today? Well, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Woo. Happy Fourth of July. Um, I think for this special, Lucy has a special little patriotic treat for us in a way. <laughs> A patriotic treat. To defend our country or something? Does it come with no. fireworks? I think it's Ooh. just a historical, like. Is it. Why don't I tell you? You want me to yes. tell you? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be telling you guys about the uh, disappearance of Theodosia Burr Alston. <gasps> I just yeah. listened to an episode of this. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. fun. Now I'm nervous. Which, um. um you know what? Um, if you if you it came out like, a long time ago, if she's thinking about the one that I'm thinking, yes, about. it did. Um, I had to take a break from that podcast because it was I needed not true crime. You could only have two true crime, pro- one true crime plot. Um, oh, you're tired. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the name Theodosia Burr will sound familiar to some people listening, either because you're a history buff or because you've watched Hamilton. Um, I want everybody to know that Drew and Bailey have not. Oh God, are you going to sing songs? It, I'm not, because I don't want to ruin it for you if you ever watch it. But it just doesn't Why? make sense to me. Because you both like musicals. Day. And Bailey, in particular, really likes history. So I feel like you would both really enjoy what Hamilton. What do you mean, Bailey, in particular? You don't know my life. Okay. Drew also likes history. Not so much. Yeah. See? <laughs> I prefer um, science. Um... 
I have. I like the uh, King George part. That's fun. You should watch the whole thing and you'll see him a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, it's on my list to do. Okay, it's that's not good. On my list. Like it's just like low on my to do list. You'll it's understand not when you on watch my list it. At all. Twenty years from now, I'll finally talk to Drew. I'm I'm half convinced Drew's only not watched it because I keep wanting her to watch it, do, and she's um, well, punishing me. Idea. Does it perform on Broadway? Yes. Brandon yeah. and I went last it's year. So expensive. We're not going, Bailey. It's so no. expensive. I was going to say, like, let's make a trip. But no, never. I looked into it because I know that mom would love to go see it. Oh, it's she would. so expensive. Oh, good. We're not going. Don't tell me that. I'm Brandon told, got me tickets for Christmas. Christmas. And then when they came out, I was so overwhelmed. I cried through the first four songs because I was so excited to be there. That's how I feel about Hamilton. So, um, I don't remember who told me that there was a bit of mystery around Theodosia Burr. I think it might have been Drew. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you had listened to a podcast about it or something, and then you told me. But um, well, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to start with some background to kind of catch oh. everybody up to who she is. Go I ahead, listened Drew. to the podcast episode of Morbid, which Bailey just recently listened to. Yeah. Um, that came out a long time ago, and I said, "Hey, this is this lady's name." I think you probably know her because of Hamilton. And you were like, oh, I was so excited. I wanted to, I, you wanted to cover her. And I said, maybe not right now because Morbid just did the episode. Yeah. And you said, yeah, that would that would make me nervous. And, that, and then I was yeah. thinking that... The They're July very good. 4th, I don't want to follow any of their episodes. The July you, 4th episode would be... You did Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah, I was too deep into my research before I realized that they had... I'm way behind on where they are. Like, you guys have listened to so much more than, than I have, so. I mean, I'm only at, like, their February stuff, but. Yeah. I'm probably, like, a couple weeks behind. I'm probably a few years behind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so let me send us back in time a little bit to tell you guys about Theodosia Burr Alston. Well, I just wanted to say real quick that this, yeah. were this, the reason why, it, history, July 4th, that's. I've been trying to sneak in. Oh, to make the connection for everybody? Yes. Because everybody's like, what does Theodosia Burr have to do with July 4th? (laughs) Uh, All of this. History. (laughs) I'm pretty sure her dad did something. Her dad was like vice president or something. Her dad killed one of the founding fathers. So. Yeah. Yeah. He signed the. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna tell you guys you about that. History, you know what history I do like? Drunk history. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's a good show. There is an episode of Drunk History with Lin Manuel Miranda, so maybe if you watch that, then you'll want to watch Hamilton. Okay, I have watched that. Still don't want to watch Hamilton. Oh my god! Sorry. I don't have like three hours to just donate to a musical. Oh, that's that I fair. Have. I feel like you do have to. I got the idea. Next okay. time we're together, we make a drinking game out of it. Hamilton? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. If we make I would be, game, you don't right? understand how excited I would be to watch Hamilton with you guys because I love it so much and I like sharing things I love with you guys and we would have a great time. I feel like you'd be watching us more than the movie. I feel like I'd be on my phone. Okay. That's okay, because you'd still be absorbing it a little bit, like a kid who's in class with his head down, still taking in some of that information. Is it three hours long? Is that what Drew said? It might be. Uh, it's a it's a like it. Broadway 
performance. So it's right. not all Broadway performances are three hours long. They're okay, not but... all. They're not okay, all snappy. Okay. Here I'll. Uh... One well, day I'll tell you guys about Theodosia Burr. It's two hours <laughs> and forty-five minutes. Do? Two hours and forty-five minutes. So Theodosia Burr is related mm-hmm. to what's the guy's name? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, who is how? the man who killed Hamilton. She is his daughter. Oh. Yeah. Tell us more. Okay. That was me um, trying to tee you up, buddy. Leading in, cool. I also, as I was doing this research, I knew that Hamilton the play wasn't like. 100% historically accurate. Like, I, you kind of know that watching it. Um, but I deliberately I didn't, didn't look into a lot of things that were different because I didn't want to know. But I did discover doing this research that, like, the timeline's a little bit different. So when I get to a certain part of this, I'm going to, like, explain that in case anybody has watched Hamilton and is going to question my research because they trust Broadway over history. Um, I think so we'll get they there. trust more Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. over you yeah and and i mean he's even said that he had to make some changes and stuff for the purpose of the play which is fine mm-hmm. but so i'll address that in case people get confused because they've seen the play and then i'm yeah. doing things out of order to be fair he he's giving all this information in song and what are you doing yeah and it's hard to yeah okay ready I trust, I trust yeah. song more. all right so before i tell you about theodosia burr alston i'm going to tell you about her parents starting Ooh. with her mom Theodosia. Yes. This is a Theodosia Jr. I don't know how I feel about the name Theodosia. Mm, yeah. So her mom. Like Theodo- Theodosia. I'm just going to say Theodosia Sr. while I'm talking about mom to make my life easier. So Theodosia Sr. born in 1746 to Anne and Theodosius. So you see there's a theme here. Yeah. Her dad's name was Theodosius. Theodosius? I think it was Theodosius. Why are we just going with Theodore? <laughs> they just, like, they wanted to make Theodore exotic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, her dad actually died before she was born. So her mom raised her on her own. She was very well educated and she was very beautiful. Um, in 1763, when she was 17 years old, she married a man named Jacques Marcus Prevost. Jacques. Yes. Who was a British army officer. Um, they were living in Jersey when the war started, when she was married to this British Army officer. So, obviously, during um, the Revolutionary War, he's a British Army officer. He is on England's side. The enemy? Yeah. Um, our enemy. So, they were living in Jersey. He was stationed down in St. Augustine to help the British troops in the South. So, she was up in Jersey. <clears throat> he's down in St. Augustine. Um he led British troops at the Battle of Briar Creek, which led to the capture of Savannah. Um, Georgia? And, yeah. Savannah. And he was temporarily the British governor of Georgia. This was the only American state to be retaken by the British during the Revolutionary War. So he was doing his job. He was good at what he was doing. I didn't say it was a good. He was good at his job. He was just I, the enemy's job. We're in the mind of 4th of July right now, so like... No, yeah, well, he's gonna die. Oh, good. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Yeah, um, also, so, I feel like his wife probably late leaves him, because pretty sure she's married, or she has a baby with Aaron Burr. Oh, let's so. find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Theodosia and Jacques had five kids together. Sally, Anna Louisa, Mary Louisa, 
Augustine and John. And that's the last time I'll mention any of those kids because apparently they didn't matter nearly as much to history. Um, so when the war started, even though her husband was a British army officer, she took the side of the Patriots. Whew. Um, she allowed her home in Jersey to be a gathering place for American soldiers. So he, remember, he's down in Florida. She's in Jersey. Um, her home was actually almost like confiscated a few times, but she had powerful friends like George Washington who protected her and kept her home from being seized. Yes. Ooh. I keep flipping my tabs back and forth between my notes and you guys just so I can watch your face. And I feel like I don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so George Washington actually made her home his temporary headquarters after the Battle of Monmouth in 1778 which is mentioned in Hamilton. And this is when she met Aaron Burr. Um, when he was in and out of her house while George Washington had his temporary headquarters there. Now, he was 10 years younger than her. She was 32 at the time, and he was 22. And he started visiting her regularly. By November of 1778, he was mentioning her in letters that he was writing to his sister. Mm. Um, he described what they had as an intellectual partnership. He liked to debate with her, and he considered her his intellectual equal even though she was just a woman he still felt that he could debate with her as he would any other man Aww, uh, she also over time became an ally in his political career because she was very well educated and very um she didn't like come with a lot of her own influence but she was very i guess charismatic and persuasive we could say so by 1780 they were openly together even though she was still married to jacques British army officer in Florida. And this is mentioned in Hamilton when Hamilton himself gets married and says to Aaron Burr, Hey, I hear you're seeing somebody. Why don't you bring her to the wedding? And he's like, can't she's married to a British officer. Um, so that is briefly in there Does in the play. Say it just like that in the play. Yeah. Well, he says like, she's married and Hamilton says, Oh, and he goes, she's married to a British officer. And Hamilton goes, Oh shit. They kind of sing, have a little ditty back and forth there. It's cute. And then he sings a song, which I won't sing for you guys right now. We'll see it together. So 1780 is when they were openly together. People knew they were together. A little bit scandalous because, you know, she's married. In 1781, her husband was sent to Jamaica to put down an uprising going on there. And he died in Jamaica. Um, she got word in December of 1781 and the following July, she and Aaron Burr were married. They had um, a daughter named Theodosia, who was born on June 21st, 1783. I don't know how many children they had together, but she was the only one to survive to adulthood. Okay, so this is the Theodosia that we are talking about. So Theodosia Burr, who Aaron Burr sings a song to in Hamilton. So this is where, if you've heard the name, that's probably where you've heard it. So Theodosia. That part? Mm -hmm. that you up? have seen it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <try. laughs> you liar. Is that so, part? Did I mm -hmm. say right? No. So <laughs> she was born in 1783. She was raised mostly in New York City. Her parents had a nice home in New York City. Um, her parents were very committed to her education. She was educated like a wealthy son of the time period would have been. So beyond the education most of the girls were given, she was given. She could read and write by age three, which I feel like is above and beyond even for this time period. Um, yeah, in addition to English. Yeah, yeah Drew is a three-year-old, so. She yeah, she reading read and writing? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she's no Theodosia. That's mm-hmm. fine. She has a sad ending. Um, so in addition to English, she also spoke Latin, Greek, and French. She was tutored in music and dancing, also math. Um, by the time she was 10, she had read the book Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, which I haven't read because I'm not interested in tackling that book. Uh, so she was, yeah, very well versed. Um, Aaron Burr, there's been kind of, he and Theodosia were very, very close. Um, and some people said that it was actually a little bit too much that he was kind of creating almost this model, this perfect model of what a woman could be. And so he set like this standard and he was like, I'm going to make her reach the standard. And he said in a letter, I have a bunch of quotes from letters and stuff. I hope yet by her to convince the world what neither sex seems to believe that women have soul. So I don't know why people didn't think women had souls at the time, but he was out to prove them all wrong by having a really smart daughter. That was kind of close to when like everyone was like, burning witches too yeah she's like i'm gonna show you guys that women are actually people bold Um, move but okay yeah so her mother started educating her aaron burr was um he was involved in the war then he was involved in politics so he wasn't home all the time so her mom was mostly in charge of her education as she during her childhood her mom started to get sick so as her mom got sicker aaron burr took over her education even as a child, she was widely acknowledged for her intelligence. She and her father wrote letters constantly to each other over the years. There are thousands of letters that have been found between the two of them because they always wrote when he was away from home. Um, by 1972, so by the time Theodosia was nine, her mother, Theodosia Sr., was in constant untreatable pain. Um, Amber actually offered to resign from the Senate to be home with her. She said no. And remember, she was a political ally for him once they were together. Um, And she ended up dying in 1794 when Theodosia was 11. At this point, Theodosia Jr. took over running the household. Um, Because Aaron Burr was often still away for politics. And her education had given her enough that she could actually, she was like the host of, like the lady of the manor kind of deal. Mm. Yeah, so he, in addition to the education I talked to you guys, thought she also had a pretty intense social education. She was 11 when mom died. By 14, she was playing the role of hostess at Richmond Hill, which was their house. Um, In 1797, when she was 14, she presided over a dinner that included Joseph Brandt, who was chief of the Six Nations, and several other very important people. So she was running things um, in her home from a very young age. So that's her childhood. A lot of education, very close to her father. In 1801, she married a man named Joseph Alston. Um, Now, I just want to pause here and say that if you do some research into Theodosia Burr, you are going to see, like, hints of um, this idea that she didn't want to marry Joseph Alston because she was actually in love with Hamilton's son, Philip Hamilton. And I was like, oh, this is fun. This is scandalous. Because Hamilton and Burr kind of, like, started off as friends, but by this point, we're, like, not. And I was like, this is fun and scandalous. It's not true. It's because somebody wrote a book, like, historical fiction, which is fine. And it involved Theodosia and Philip Hamilton having a love affair. But then people took the book and ran with it and were like, oh, this is a real thing that happened. It's not. I'm going to read the book because it looks good, but, like, we have to be able to separate historical fiction from, like, actual things that happened. So she didn't have any kind of an affair with Hamilton's son. Throwing that out there. So she married Joseph Alston in 1779. 
that's not right. He was born in 1779. They got married in 1801. He was a wealthy landowner from South Carolina. He owned a plantation called the Oaks, and they honeymooned at Niagara Falls. They're the first recorded couple to honeymoon at Niagara Falls. Felt worth mentioning. Started the trend. Yeah. Um, so there are some different theories about why they got married. One being that they just met and fell in love. But another one being that at this time, Burr, Aaron Burr was having financial burdens and Joseph was wealthy. And that it would help to um, make Theodosia a prominent person because Joseph was pretty prominent. And so she would gain a reputation, which would help her father's reputation. So a couple of different theories, but by all accounts, they did have a happy marriage. And this is based on letters written by both of them. Um, she had a baby boy in 1802 named Aaron Burr Alston. So everybody's just recycling names in this family. I mean, well, remember in the time the episode for Jack the Ripper, the Ripper when there were like 12 names that people used at the time. Yeah. yeah. This family, you were Theodosia or you were Aaron. So she had her baby boy, Aaron Burr Alston. In 1802, so about a year after they were married, his grandfather, his namesake, called him Gampy. So that was his nickname, Gampy. Yeah. Gampy? Yeah. Um, however, Thea's health suffered after the birth. She had a traumatic, difficult delivery. She had a prolapsed uterus um, and could not, they couldn't treat it as well at the time as they could now. Bailey. Um, because I literally was just talking about this last night because we had a patient uh, come into our ER with a prolapsed uterus or rectum or something. Um, we had to send them away to get that surgically fixed. Yeah. But my one doctor was like, what do we even like do for humans with that? Like, just like push it back in. I was like, ah, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know either. I know we could do no more now than we could in 1802. I think we can do a lot more now than yeah. just in general. So she dealt with pain from this birth until she died. She never, like, fully recovered from this. Yeah. So she was in extreme pain, never fully recovered. She also struggled after the birth being alone on the plantation in South Carolina because her husband was off doing political stuff and her father was still in New York. So it was just her um, and her son on this plantation. Uh, and she struggled with that. She didn't really like being alone so much. So she did travel a lot to New York to be with her father. Um, there were some rumors, and I'm going to say that not, I'm not making this up. Hamilton started some rumors that Theodosia and her father had an incestuous relationship. There's no actual evidence to back this up, but Hamilton seemed to be a bit of a shit talker. Remember when we talked about um, the Jersey Devil and we talked about like Ben Franklin and yeah. the one guy? The yeah. Other, yeah, like and, magazines. Um, John yeah, everybody John was like Jackson. an asshole to each other back then. So they were very close. And there was this quote from a letter that she wrote to her father that said, you appear to me so superior, so elevated above all other men. But it kind of just feels to me like she had him up on a bit of a pedestal, which I think a lot of people do. Um, and Hamilton was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck with Burr. Drew, is that your hand being up? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you were on the other tab, if you could see me. Um, well, let me just split my screen. I don't know why. Oh, you it. totally missed our like hand movements back. You and forth. said um mm -hmm. that people were what bitches back then. It seemed like everybody was a little bit of an asshole. They still are. It's just they're yeah, just like now they just didn't have social media. Yeah, to they're be. on Twitter now. No, yeah. they had magazines for that. 
I feel like it's yeah. less recorded that people were unless they wrote it down on paper. Um, but yeah, they definitely story. used to be just as dickish as we are today. Yeah. Remember- we should really bring back duels. I just love... I'm sorry. I'm never going to... I know that we talked about it before, but I'm never going to get over Thomas Jefferson and John Adams when they were fighting for presidency. <laughs> and one of them told a newspaper that the other was dead. Yeah. You can't vote for him. He's dead. Yeah, they're all fun. And that pettiness was going on at the same time period because Burr was Thomas Jefferson's vice president. Everybody's just a bitch. Yeah. I also enjoy how these men felt like at the time, like women were like weak and like the lesser. And they're the more like, he's dead. What are you talking about? So much drama. So, um, very close with her father. On July 10th, 1804, Aaron Burr wrote Theodosia a letter, and in his letter he said, I am indebted to you, my dearest Theodosia, for a very great portion of the happiness which I have enjoyed in this life. You have completely satisfied all that my heart and affections had hoped for or even wished for. This was the day before he and Hamilton had their duel, where he killed Hamilton. So he wrote this letter to her. You just knowing that he, alerted the the whole musical for me. He says I'm the fool who shot him like a two minutes in. Um, so <laughs> this was the letter he wrote to her, knowing that he might die the next day because he was going to a duel with Hamilton. Um, so reasons for this duel vary. However, the most accepted reason is that Hamilton had started pushing harder on these rumors about Aaron and Theodosia's relationship, and Amber was like fuck you i'm over it um and challenge him to a duel this is going to be different to the people who have watched hamilton and you'll notice the timeline is off a little bit from the play in the play so the election of 1800 was this big election that thomas jefferson and aaron burr ran against each other for president okay um aaron burr lost and part of that was because hamilton put his weight on thomas jefferson's side in this time period, if you lost a presidential election, you became vice president. So this is why Aaron Burr was Jefferson's vice president. But in the play, Burr loses the election and is like, this is the last time I'm going to be disrespected by Hamilton and challenges him to a duel then. That's the way the timeline works. Mm. Um, in real life, the, the election was in 1800. This duel was in 1804. So it was a couple years later and it wasn't about politics. It was about Hamilton starting ugly rumors and Burr not wanting to really deal with them. So it was a duel that took place in Jersey where that was illegal, not illegal, where it was legal at the time. So he was never actually tried for the murder. However, people did not like that he had killed Hamilton. So it was kind of like a, in the court of public opinion, he was very guilty, but he was never legally tried for this. In... Hold on a second. You might have to cut this out, Drew. I'm skimming. Okay. Hey, Bailey. Oh, it's because I got all over the place with, like, the history when I was doing this. So. That's fine. Hey, Bailey. That was. Hey, hey, Bailey. Are you. Is it playing Sims? I feel so disrespected. (laughs) That's fine. I'm doing a puzzle. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Lacey. You're fine. Yeah. So, um, gonna swing us back away from Aaron Burr just for a moment, back over to Theodosia here, because 
it, it's hard to tell her story without Aaron Burr's story as well because they were so close. But mm-hmm. in August of 1805, she was alone on the plantation. Joseph was away. Um, this was a couple years after she had had her son, Aaron Burr. So she was dealing with all this pain. She was very sick and actually thought that she was going to die. And she wrote this. She wrote a letter to Joseph because she thought she would be dead when he came home. And this is part of the letter. This is the end of the letter. She said, death is not welcome. I confess it is ever dreaded. You have made me too fond of life. Adieu then, thou kind, thou tender husband. Adieu, friend of my heart. May heaven prosper you and may we meet hereafter. Adieu, perhaps we may never see each other again in this world. You are away. I wish to hold you fast and prevent you from going this morning. But he who is wisdom itself ordains events. We must submit to them. Least of all should I murmur, I, on whom so many blessings have been showered, whose days have been numbered by bounties, who have had such a husband, such a child, such a father. Pardon me, my God, if I regret leaving these. I resign myself once more, and for the last time, my beloved, speak of me often to our son. Let him love the memory of his mother, and let him know how he was loved by her. Your wife, your fond wife, Theo. So, um, Why do we ever stop writing letters to each other? I'm going to start. Uh, when I was reading this, I was like, there's so many letters. And first of all, this, I think, is good evidence, among other letters, that she and Joseph had a good marriage. So the idea that she was forced to marry him against her will um, and that she didn't like him kind of goes out the window when you read their letters because she clearly loved him. Also, you can see in here that her focus her whole life really was her father, her husband, and her son. They were the people she cared about. She really thought that she was going to die. She really thought this was like a deathbed note. She did it, which is good. Now, we're going to pop back over to Aaron Burr a little bit because it's hard not to. I'm going to tell you guys about the Burr Conspiracy. Drew? Um, I just want to share one thing. Uh, My sim is going on a rock climbing exhibition with three of her friends, and one of her friends decided it would be appropriate to wear a prom dress. Um, I don't understand the problem. Well, for one thing, what if, it's, what if she gets? It's, what if she's going to prom afterwards? It's snowing, for one thing. Okay, is it a long dress? Like, no. Oh. She's wearing a short prom dress. Yeah, here. Look. You're being really judgy. Oh, well, I mean, only it's, like it's the, some types of girls. I'll send you a short. picture. Okay. This is. I'll send you the. All right. Continue. All right, so in 1806, Theodosia accompanied Theodosia and her son accompanied her father to Ohio. And this all ties into the Burr conspiracy. So we're going to jump around here a little bit. So 1804, that's the year that Burr killed Hamilton. Um, he met with a man named Anthony Mary. Anthony Mary was the British minister to the United States. Aaron Burr suggested to Mary that England might regain the Southwest if they gave him guns and money. He offered to give them Louisiana in exchange for half a million dollars and for him to move the Brit or to position the British Navy in the Gulf. They met again in November 1805 and spring of 1806. England eventually would say that they were not interested in this deal, but Aaron Burr was starting to put something into motion here. Aaron Burr was very kind of jaded and disenchanted with this whole new country that he had helped build because he felt like it had turned its back on him at this point. 
So, um, sorry. Uh, he also met with, I feel like I left a word out here. Oh no. He met with some Mexican citizens in New Orleans who, hold on, you're going to have to fix this. <laughs> I would love to. He, I'm, I'm going to do it like this. He also met with a group of individuals in New Orleans who wanted to conquer Mexico. Um, he got the support of New Orleans Catholic Bishop for an expedition to Mexico. In 1805, newspapers started reporting on all of these moves that Aaron Burr was making, and they suggested that he was raising an army and wanted to form a separate government outside of the United States. Early 1806, he contacted a Spanish diplomat named Carlos Martinez de Irujo y Ticón and said to the Spanish diplomat that his plan wasn't just secession. He didn't want to just leave the U.S. He wanted to capture D.C. Um, the Spanish diplomat gave him money and then wrote to Madrid to say to Spain, hey, this guy here over in the new U.S. has a plan to attack part of the U.S., but Madrid didn't really care. So, summer of 1806, this is the trip that Theodosia accompanied him on. He met with a man named Harmon Blennerhassett, who had an, oh an island in the Ohio River in what is present-day West Virginia. He also met with a man named James Wilkinson. <clears throat> Wilkinson was a key partner in this plan. He was the commanding general of the United States Army, and he, on his own, had already tried to separate Kentucky and Tennessee. Back in 1805, he had been appointed governor of Louisiana Territory. So Aaron Burr is meeting with all of these big players. Blennerhassett, the guy who had the island in the Ohio River, he offered financial support to Aaron Burr. They used his island to store men and supplies. And Burr began recruiting volunteers for a military expedition down the Mississippi River. Now, the governor of Ohio became suspicious of all of these men and military supplies all heading to this I.O., all heading to this island in the Ohio River, so he ordered a raid via the state militia. Blennerhassett escaped and met up with Burr. Um, Wilkinson, the general of the U.S. Army, he had promised that he would supply troops at New Orleans, but decided that this plan would fail, so he went to President Jefferson. Mm. And he revealed this whole plan to him. He, as evidence, he provided a letter written from Burr to him that he doctored to make it look like he wasn't actually as involved in this plan as he was. So in 1807, Aaron Burr was indicted for treason. The case against him, I guess the prosecutor said that he was trying to establish an independent country. However, he was acquitted because the constitution was kind of very specific when it came to treason and said that suggesting war or engaging in conspiracy is not enough to be considered treason. However, even though he was acquitted, this destroyed his political career more than it already was after he had killed Hamilton. So he was pretty much done at this point. He said he maintained that he wasn't trying to do anything treasonous. He just wanted to farm 40,000 acres in Texas territory, which had been given to him by the Spanish crown. So the whole country is angry with Burr now. They were burning effigies 
of him. He was getting threats. He was afraid for his family. He decided to exile himself in Europe, and he had to sneak out of the country because people were looking for him. So he went to England first, and he tried to get support there to start a revolution in Mexico. So he was kicked out of England because they were kind of tired of him. He went to France to try to get support from Napoleon, and Napoleon shot him down. But at this point, he was too poor to come back home, so he was stuck over there for a while. During his trial in Richmond, Theodosia stayed with him. She raised money to send to him. During his exile, she wrote letters to the Secretary of the Treasury and to Dolly Madison, once Madison was elected president, to try to help him come home safely. And by all accounts, she was devastated by his exile because they had never been so far apart from each other for so long. Now, in 1812 is when things all kind of come to an end here for Theodosia. In June of 1812, her son, Aaron Burr, died of malaria. He was 10 years old. She wrote, yeah, she wrote in a letter, there is no more joy for me. The world is blank. I have lost my boy. So her health was already very bad ever since she had given birth. This Her health was worse because she was grieving her son. So in July, when Aaron Burr was actually able to come home, come back to the U.S., she wasn't able to travel to New York to greet him because she was too depressed and too sick to travel. Um, so that was in June. In December, her husband, Joseph Alston, was made governor of South Carolina At this point, Theo was desperate to see her father. She missed him. She hadn't seen him since she lost her son. Joseph was worried that she was too sick to go on a trip right now, and he could not accompany her because the War of 1812 was happening, and he was the governor of South Carolina, so he couldn't just leave his post. British warships were patrolling the Atlantic coast. The weather was really bad. There were pirates off of the Carolina coast, which was a fun thing to read about. Um, but she really wanted to see her father and was basically like, I'm going, so just help me get there. So Joseph and her father made plans to keep her safe on this journey. Aaron Burr asked an old friend and business associate, Dr. Timothy Green, to go with her. And her husband chose the boat that he wanted her to go on. It was called the Patriot. It was a schooner. It had been a privateer during the war, and it was very fast. So it had a reputation for being quick. Um, he felt that it would get her to New York safely. On December 31st, 1812, she and Dr. Timothy Green boarded the Patriot in Georgetown, South Carolina, and the sh- nobody on board was ever heard from again. That was the last time anybody saw the ship or any of the people on it. By February 24th, her husband had given up hope. In a letter to Aaron Burr, he wrote, My boy and my wife, both gone. This, then, is the end of all the hopes we had formed. And he died three years later, never really getting over his grief. So here are the theories for what happened to the boat that Theodosia got on. Number one, pirates. Drew, was your hand up or are you just stretching? No, I was just playing with my hair. But, um, okay. okay. So, theories about what happened to Theodosia's ship. The pirates. one theory is pirates. Yes. So, there were pirates active off the Carolina coast, which I didn't know was a thing. I don't picture pirates just hanging out next to North Carolina and South Carolina, but they were. They were very active. Um, well, I mean, have you never seen pirates of the Caribbean? Leave me alone. But also, like, you have to stay close to ports if you're going to raid ships. Yeah, it's just weird. Okay. 
So there were lots of deathbed confessions of former pirates who claimed to be involved. This was a well-publicized case. I mean, this was – so Aaron Burr was vice president at one time and this was his daughter. So it would be like if – who has been a vice president? Pence had a daughter who got on a ship and then the ship disappeared and nobody ever heard from her again. Like it was big news at the time period. Not saying how anybody feels about anybody, just that it would be big news if it happened. So this was this was a big deal. There were lots of theories, lots of rumors going on about what might have happened. So there were lots of these deathbed confessions from former pirates. So well, Kate Hatteras. Ooh, I have a map that I wanted to be able to show you guys I as I start talking about these places. I so, um I want to like I feel like I want to make a deathbed confession just yeah, for shit just and general. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could, like, be like, I was Jack the Ripper. Something that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quick share my screen with you guys. Just put it on this map, and then I'll freeze it there while I talk to you. And then when I'm done, I'm, I have some pictures to show you. But because I'm going to be talking about locations, I think it would be easier if I could just I'm a visual show writer, you. so I appreciate this. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Georgetown, South Carolina here, this is where she got on the ship and where she left. Where? Georgetown, South Carolina. Oh, so, very bottom of the map. Here, let me make this. There you go. Here it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Hold on. I'm going to open my notes on my phone quick. Where Side was she note, I've, I've been to Nags Head, New, New York, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't super, super far from where I was when I was living in Virginia because I was, like, right on the border. Well, Nags okay, Head so, was, like, right near the Outer Banks. Yeah. So she got on in Georgetown down there. She was heading to New York to see her father. Mm-hmm. So in this time period, um, Cape Hatteras there in North Carolina was notorious for pirates and also wreckers. So wreckers would um, – they would hobble a horse. They would injure a horse on a beach and tie a lantern to him and walk him along the beach. And ships that were out to sea would see this light bobbing. And think oh, that it was in order. Right. And they would lure them in and they would wreck and then they would raid and kill. Why would um, they so, the horse? I don't know why they couldn't just walk along holding a fucking lantern up and down. That's so Apparently, mean. Yeah. Um, so Cape Hatteras was notorious for this kind of activity and they would have had to go up past Cape Hatteras there to get to New York. Um, oh, they would do this on stormy nights so that like visibility was really low. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, in 1820, two men who were slated to be executed confessed to attacking the Patriot and killing everyone on board. Um, most of these were disproved or considered to just be like bragging by old pirates. In 1910, a man named Mr. J.A. Elliott made a statement that the body of a young refined looking woman had washed ashore on his farm in 1813 and that he just buried her there and never told anybody refined yes i want to be i want that to be my adjective yes you're very refined thank you you're welcome um a man named foster haley claimed that at one time he found documents in mobile 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 he found every time i say yeah but doesn't alabama say it he found documents in Alabama in the state archives that said the Patriot had been captured by a pirate ship and everyone murdered. However, he never cited what these documents were, never identified them, and was never able to produce them. Um, there was an Indian chief 
on the Gulf Coast of Texas, who earlier settlers came in contact with and said he was wearing a gold locket with Theodosia written on it. He said, legend goes, he said, after a storm, he found a ship wrecked in the San Bernard River. He found a white woman naked except for the locket, and she was chained there by her ankle. He carried her to shore, and she told him her father was a chief of the white men, misunderstood, gave him the locket, and died in his arms. So it's a fun little legend for you. Uh, there was a novel written by a man named Charles Gayar. Oh, that's right. I googled it. It's pronounced Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. See? I knew it was goofy. So this book called Truth and Fiction written in 1872. One chapter of this book contained confession by a pirate named Dominique Yu, saying that they had captured the, pir- the Patriot near Hatteras after a storm, killed the crew, and made Theo walk the plank. However, the author of this book called his book a m- mix of truth and fiction which it was literally called Fernando de Lemos Truth and Fiction. Later, a man named Edward Rowe Snow published a book incorporating this story and added additional details to it. In 1903, a woman named Harriet Sprague made a sworn statement that a pirate had confessed to her in 1848, so before the book came out, the same story. He said that they had left this woman, the woman that they made walk the plank, they had left all of her clothes, where a lot of times pirates would take nice clothes, along with a portrait of her. Portrait's actually going to be important later. Can you guys, yeah, can you guys hear Nina crying? No. Okay, good, then I'm going to ignore her. No. So, pirate, the dog. Her dog. Yeah. Um, So, pirates is one theory. Another big theory is that a storm, hold on. I'm going to put her out. She's going to start getting loud. Bring back. Ooh, suspense. Leaving on a cliffhanger. And that's the end of part one. Just kidding. What happened? I don't know. How do we make this full screen? If you hit the X at the top of the thing that says people... Oh, okay. Hey, I'm back. What's up? Okay, so, storm. Okay, log books from other ships report a very severe storm started off the coast of Carolina on January 2nd in the afternoon and continued into January 3rd. They left New Year's Eve. It was December 31st they left. So the storm was recorded January 2nd into January 3rd. Um, archaeologist James L. Mitchie studied the course of the storm and said the Patriot was probably just north of Cape Hatteras when the storm was at its worst. And if the ship had survived the storm, it still would have had almost hurricane-force winds the next day. Um, and that, if this is what had happened, it probably sank between 6 p.m. Saturday and 8 a.m. Sunday. That's really specific. Yeah. He's an archaeologist, so I trust him. Um, there are also some random theories. One is that a pirate made her his mistress and was holding her captive in Bermuda. Ooh. I think that's what happened. Yes. Another is that she was murdered while resisting the advances of a pirate. So, which is, I mean, pretty much still pirate theory, but in this theory, a pirate, um, was making moves on her and she resisted and so he killed her. Um, Uh, okay. There is a theory that 
as her ship was being attacked by pirates, she had time to write letters to her father and husband, stuff them and her wedding ring in a champagne bottle, and throw it overboard before being killed. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. And then there's this fun little tie-in to this other mystery, which is the female stranger in Alexandria, Virginia. So in Alexandria, there is this grave, and it's called the Grave of the Female Stranger. In 1816, a man and a woman arrived in Alexandria. The woman was very sick. Neither of them would answer any questions about their identity. And she, the woman died pretty quickly after they arrived there and was, ended up buried in this grave of the female stranger. Some people say that this was Theodosia and Dr. Green. Um, Burr and Alston always believed that it was a storm that took the ship out, which I also believe that the most logical, especially looking back and seeing that there was a storm recorded. Um, I think that there was a storm and their ship sank. However, even though they believe this, they still had to like deal with all of these rumors swirling about and listen to all this stuff for the rest of their lives. This is very interesting. So we mentioned a portrait before there's this portrait called the nags head portrait. So before I show you that, I'm going to show you guys a couple pictures. Um, so here's Aaron Burr. Her father, Aaron Burr. And then this is Aaron Burr and Theodosia Sr. Can you guys see them? Yes. Okay, because you're I just too far. I have been picturing the guy from Hamilton. Yeah. It's not he him. He does not look like him. No. I'm sorry. I still was picturing him the whole time that I was doing my research. Um, so then we've got pictures of our young Theodosia here the topic of our story young theo a little bit older she's mm. a very strong neck in that second photo <laughs> yes strong neck here's her and then there's her joseph austin so that's the guy she married in the second photo her head looks so much bigger than her body yeah well i mean the, you're just counting on people painting you back then that's it would have been job, so frustrating if you wanted a portrait done and you looked at it and you were like, do I look like that? Um, so, this Nags Head portrait. That's why Nags Head was on the thing up here. In 1869, a man named Dr. William Poole treated an elderly woman named Molly... No. Treated an elderly woman named Polly Mancaring in Nags Head up here, he became interested in a portrait on her wall, which was this portrait. After talking with her about it for a little bit, she claimed that her first husband had discovered it on a wrecked ship during the War of 1812. Poole, the doctor, was convinced that this was a portrait of Theodosia Burr Alston, which would have been from the ship that she disappeared on. He asked the woman to give him the portrait as payment for her services, and she did. He contacted members of her family. However, they could not agree if this was a portrait of her, which is another reason that I think it was sad before we could actually take pictures of people because all they had to go off were portraits. So you've got these and then you've got this and it's kind of, do you guys think it's the same person? Um, most of them hadn't, a lot of, the family he was contacting had only ever seen portraits of her, not actually her. She disappeared in 1812. This is 1869. So it's years later. Um, 
the only one he contacted who had actually seen her alive in person was her sister-in-law, Mary Alston Pringle. And she couldn't say for sure. She said that there were similarities. It looked like her, but she couldn't say for sure that it was Theodosia Burr Alston. So there's still some debate about whether or not the Snags head portrait was her. Um, but it was recovered from a ship that was wrecked during the War of 1812. So that's interesting. This here um, is a picture of a ship designed similarly to the Patriot. So this isn't a picture of the Patriot, but this is pretty much what it would have looked like. Looks a little top heavy. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't design it. <laughs> they used them back then. That ship made it all the way through the Revolutionary War and then got on a journey to New York and didn't make it. What do you guys think? Pirate, storm, or other? Um, I can see the similarities in the portrait, but the chin is mm-hmm. totally wrong. Yeah, I spent so much time putting this next to other pictures trying to figure out if I thought it was the same or not. Yeah. Um, um I would like to stick with the storm theory because I think that's the most comforting. Yeah. I prefer the I mean either way it's such a sad ending. Yeah. I think that it's the storm is what Need what really happened, but mm. I think it'd be fun if it was another. Yeah. Wait, has anyone thrown out? Hear me out. The theory of aliens. You know, I didn't come across it, but probably. Okay. Well. Would you like to it? insert that theory now? Or or what about the kraken? Oh. Off the yeah. coast, of Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, Elizabeth's father was, like, a politician, right? Yeah, he was, um, the, like, mayor or what, governor of the, uh, port. So is this, was Pirates of the Caribbean originally supposed to be kind of like a twist on Theodosia? I don't think so. Hold she, on a second. Oh, she wasn't on a boat. She ran away. Right? I like that Lacey's trying to answer from a mile away. What, Lacey? Nina was ready to come back inside. Um, I'm going to go with no, because it looks like Port Royal, which is where, like, Elizabeth and her father lived, is in, like, Jamaica. So, no. And also, yeah. it doesn't I, make sense. Yeah, I don't think that that really had anything to do with it. Just because she was there a refined lady though. and there were pirates. I think you're laughing really hard on the pirates. And the fact that the mother had died. Well, from like a person who lived in the same town as Elizabeth. From their perspective, she just disappeared. Right? She was taken. But they don't know. No, they knew. <laughs> 
I don't think there was oh, mystery that she was that kidnapped. They, they said that Elizabeth has been taken, and that's when yeah, they went to go get her and stuff. Uh, shoves the uh, pickaxe in uh, the map, and yeah. what's-his-face goes, um, you're not a sailor, so you're a uh, Iron Man. Stick to it. And it's like, you do not pretend to be the only one that cares about Elizabeth. Yeah. Excellent. Um, that was excellent. Thank you. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Okay, well, you need to rewatch it. So. Yeah, Hamilton first, and then Pirates of the Caribbean. I support Pirates of the Caribbean first. No offense. Do you have to get up? Okay. Cool. Anything else? All right. Very patriotic. Very, very nice. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. He kind of killed one of the founding fathers, and then was like almost yeah, but that government. It tied yeah. into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm gonna go now. You know, it set it really set oh, a nice example of how dramatic and how uh awful the times were back then. Yeah, I'm gonna walk away from my microphone. All right. I have well, to help my mom. Bye. Bye. Well, that was sinister. And we were sarcastic. And we hope you keep listening. Mm-hmm.